What is up, crew? Welcome to the uh, recording session for another Clover Tack podcast. As always, we do these live so that you can participate out there. The live audience can. So your questions, comments relative to the topic, of course, always welcome. Throw them out there in the live chat. If you're in replay, audio, video world, podcast world, wherever. Um, hey, you're part of the conversation, too. There's always a comment section down below wherever you're at. Utilize that comment section. Uh, and uh, we'll try to follow up with our guests. Maybe our guests are watching that. You never know. But uh, we'll try to get those questions, concerns, everything else answered. And uh, also, remember that uh, if you're out there in replay world, heck, join live if you can. Uh, it's always uh, it's just a lot more fun that way. So with that, we're going to jump into uh, the conversation today. Talk for, uh, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, wherever the wind may take us, I suppose. We've got Tom in the house from, uh, honestly, from a company I'd never heard of, Tom, and I apologize for that, uh, Secure It Gun Storage. So how are you today, Tom? I'm doing very well, doing very well. Um, right off of the jump, since I'm not terribly familiar with you or the company, uh, give us a little history and background. Okay, Secure, Secure Tactical started in, as a brand in 2002 um, as part of a different business that I ran, um, getting into weapon storage in the military. And we, as of 2010, we were the largest supplier to the uh, DOD for small arms storage. We design and build armories. We do the SEAL teams, Special Forces teams, you know, big army, Marine Corps. About four years ago, out of frustration, with our own storage in our homes. And we've got a lot of our military customers coming to us saying, Tom, I want this stuff for my house. We went into the consumer retail market and we're really taking on the gun safe industry. We have a whole different mindset, a different approach and a whole set of different beliefs on what is proper gun storage and how should gun storage work? Well, I noticed in, uh and kind of looking at some of the products and we do have a couple of questions out there on the products. We'll, we'll certainly get to those. So thanks for those. Um, but looking at the products, they did look kind of like they kind of remind me of that military style armory or military style lockers. So um, in the design of those products, I'm guessing a lot of your, your military experience and things you'd seen the military use in the past, did that kind of go into play with design of the products? Absolutely. We're bringing 20 years of armory design experience to our consumer products. And it really comes down to a very simple patented solution. You know, we're a big believer in innovate and simplify. If I'm doing a presentation to a large military group, I always start off with saying, if you got a junk drawer in your kitchen, what's in it? Hammer, pair of pliers, maybe some duct tape and a screwdriver. You keep the simplest tools close by because you can solve the most problems. Our storage solution is that, it's the simplest tools. In the military, uh, Marine Corps guys out in Pendleton call it the Tetris rack. They start at the bottom and build. Um, there's some guys in the East Coast that brag, they call it the Lego rack. Again, it's just building blocks. I've got a, this is our upper cradle. This one piece holds every single weapon in a special forces armory from M4 rifles up to shoulder launch systems. In the military, our competing, our competitors have one has 66 brackets. The other one has like 130 different components to store all the guns. Wow. It makes it very difficult to move stuff around. We have one piece, holds everything. And when you translate that to the consumer market, you know, guns have changed. 
What we buy has changed. How we use them has changed. Everybody has optics. The AR-15 or modern sporting rifle, depending on how you want to call it, um, is the number one gun sold in America. The military went through that same transition in 2002, 2003, the transition from the M16 to the M4, which is going from a rifle to a weapon system. The M4 comes with a lot of attachments. It's modular. In, in the SOCOM, Special Forces world, they set that rifle up as they need it for the mission. Each rifle has a SOP mod kit, so they have all these components. Our solution properly holds the rifle regardless of what's attached to it. Then the rest of our system, you see behind me that grid, that, that wall, uses bins and trays to store all the gear so that in the military they can store their rifles and all the gear associated with that rifle goes right behind it. You bring that, you look at the consumer market, gun safes haven't changed in 75 years. It's a metal box with a bunch of little W's in it. You know, Liberty's got their fat boy junior. They say it holds 60 guns. Nope. <laughs> of modern sporting rifles, we've got a, we fit nine. If I went to lever action guns and pretty clean guns, we fit 18. With our systems, all the guns are stored, we call straight line access. One arm, one gun, nothing's behind anything. So you've got a six-gun cabinet, you've got access to all six guns. But you've also got all the, the space behind that gun with a whole collection of bins and trays to store associated gear. The system is modular, adjusts on the fly, so regardless of in the military, the armor walks in with a 249 saw machine gun, a Mark 19 grenade launcher, or a little rifle, he can grab that saddle if it needs to just adjust on the fly and store the weapon properly. When we say proper storage, what I'm talking about is no guns are ever touching each other. All your optics are free and clear. Our system provides storage for up to a five inch thermal imaging uh, scope. So that you can store the system, you know, in the military when a Marine or a sniper zeroes his rifle, it has to perform perfectly every time. He has one shot, he has to make it. Mm -hmm. Our system guarantees that. In the consumer world, it's, it's the same. I mean, People spend a lot of money on their firearms, then they pack them into a safe, and they're all banged into each other. You can't see what's there. You're pulling guns out, setting them on the floor. I mean, it's yep. it's 1950s style storage. And it, um, yeah, it, 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 what aggravates me, you kind of you kind of hit on it there for a second when you were talking about, you know, you've got the 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 ratings of safes and it's been that way for years and they'll say it's a 64 gun or a 32 gun or an 18 gun or whatever it is and i don't know what guns people are putting in to test that right because even a even a hunting rifle with a scope it, it doesn't fit it doesn't fit the same it doesn't take you know it takes up too much space so you know even if one that say is rated for 18 let's say uh long guns is what it'll say by the time you get a scope, and especially if you put a bipod, if you have a bipod on there as well or something like that, you just went from 18 to maybe 10 if you're lucky. Yeah, you won't. You know? you get, it's about half capacity. I had a meeting with, well, America's largest safe manufacturer. When we decided to go into retail, I figured let's partner with a safe company. And I went and met with senior staff of one of America's largest safe companies. And we were talking, and they said, well, Tom, your solution only stores 12 guns in, the, in our safe. And I'm like, because that's what fits. I said, your safe says 60 guns. It doesn't work. And their head, their corporate level head of sales and marketing said, well, that's our industry's little white lie. And I was shocked. I was like, okay, so you fully admit that you just flat out lie. And basically all the safe companies compete with this quantity number and they all know it's BS. Right. But 
if you're willing to lie about that, my thought is, what else? You know, if you've got a little kid who's telling lies, you don't just tell one. And you know, we look at the whole safe company, the whole fire rating system is literally smoke and mirrors. It's not real. Yeah, I'll tell you a great I story. Uh, I was in China. I was traveling again. I was researching safe. So I went to China to meet with safe manufacturers there and look at production because it's hard to build a safe in the U.S. I, again, I'm, just, I'm on a learning thing. So I'm at a manufacturer. They're making all these safes for uh, they're stacked on. There's a bunch of names that I all knew. And they had one hour ratings, all stickers on one hour fire rating. So I asked the representative, I said, look, if you're going to make a safe for me, I need to be different. I want it to be different. Could you do a 90 minute rating? And his response was brilliant. He goes, yeah, absolutely. Do whatever you want. We just changed the sticker. <laughs> right. You just change the sticker. He goes, yeah. I go, do you do any testing at all? He goes, no. And he didn't even understand the concept of fire rating and testing. It's a metal box filled with drywall and a sticker on it. Talk to any fire chief. Go if your listeners Google up California wildfires gun safe. Those hot those fires that burned through California several years ago. Mm -hmm. There's several articles about gun collections in safes. They're all gone. Yeah. Safes don't survive hot fires. So you know, we, you know, I've I've talked about it. I've talked about it before, but I had a I had a buddy, and I don't remember now what safe he had, but it was one of the big ones and one of the expensive companies. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much the, the problem, and this is something that people have to um, consider, think about when they're talking about a storage solution and safes and stuff like that. Not so much fire rating, but if it goes through a fire, um, how easy is it to get those firearms out? You know, how quickly can they do that? Because there was something with his that went wonky. Um, and I mean, his house burned completely to the ground and the safe was still there. It's not like it melted or anything, but it was like a week before they got into the safe. And by that time, well, you can imagine with the water and the moisture and the everything else going on with putting out a house fire, um, you can imagine what the what the contents looked like. I mean, everything in there was effectively ruined. It had to be yeah. everything had some of them weren't even worth the, the repair jobs. Right. Well, that's one of the issues people don't think about is, okay, you had a safe and a fire. You open the door, the woods charred a little bit, the barrel, you know, do, do, you, ch do you trust the metallurgy of those weapons? They've just right. been through a heat cycle that can retemper these things. I mean, anybody knows you heat up ammo at all, you don't use it. Same thing with firearms. These guns aren't usable. And yeah, it's just, there's such a myth out there about safes. Now, if you have a double walled steel safe, two walls of steel, filled with concrete or concrete composite. There is some fire protection to that. We, you know, a few years ago, we pioneered, we made our true safe, which was a double walled concrete safe. Mm -hmm. It's still made and sold. We don't carry it on our website. It really is outside the scope of what we do. It's been uh, OEM'd to a safe distributor. We sell a few of them. Our, our, one of our big talking points is lightweight. Right. Weight is, a, they, they have this, in the safe safe, people look at it and say, the heavier it is, the more secure it is. And that's just not true. The heavier it is, the more drywall it has. And that's not getting you anything. Our safes are ultralight. We make lightweight gun safes because they're easier to deal with. Our safes are also smaller and modular. You don't put all your guns in one big safe. Disperse right. them throughout your home. We have a term, decentralized storage. Store guns where it makes sense, where it gives you a tactical advantage. Right. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, just brought up the, the website here. Uh, and for those that maybe want to follow along, if you're in replay and want to follow along, uh, secure it, gun storage, uh, dot com. 
And right there on the homepage, when I first clicked over, Tom, that's that's what I noticed. You've got the one safe, and then you erase that, and then you got all of these things all over the all over the house. Um, so is this from more of a? So you're coming at the gun storage with this. I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, from more of a defensive mindset, or what's the thought process behind this? If you're gonna own, you know, why do people own firearms? Is the first question. Everybody can answer that themselves. So, home defense, personal safety, and security is one of the main reasons. So, our solution is designed so you can store guns in a manner that gives you a tactical advantage. Putting all your guns in a big safe next to your pool table or a fireplace <laughs> is crazy. You won't get to them, and a thief can open a safe in minutes. I'll share this with your listeners. You take a common circular saw. I've got a 1989, 1990 old skill saw with a steel carbide blade on it. I cut a Liberty Fat Boy Jr. completely in half in a minute, 18 seconds. I cut a 12-inch hole in the side of the safe in under 20 seconds. Security, old-fashioned security is no longer, it's not there because modern tools are so good. And we can talk about, say, if you want to go into the, the whole rating system and the history of that, because it used to mean something, it doesn't anymore. But right. what you're seeing on the website is this concept, store guns where it makes sense. Uh, you know, well, a quick rundown, when a thief breaks into a home, he's going to hit master bedroom, master bath, home office, dining room. Typically at that point, he's out of the home. If he believes there's a safe, he may check the basement. He's out of the home in nine to 10 minutes. Uh-huh. So when you look um, at firearm storage, your master bedroom is the worst place in your home to store any valuable. Right. We go in and we say, okay, in your master bedroom, one gun in a, in a fast access safe. Next, we look at kitchen. People spend a lot of time in a kitchen, in a pantry, in a closet. If you've got a small kitchen, handgun in a small safe. If you've got room in a pantry, I mean, I've got a large gun collection. I've got six guns in an agile cabinet in my pantry because I've got room for it. Closet next to a front door. I've got an Agile in there. I've got six rifles stored in there, two of which I've got an AR-15 that is ready to rock and roll. If somebody comes to my door, I don't know who it is. I'm not letting them in. They decide they want to kick in that door. I'm armed in three seconds. I look at a den. I do a handgun in a small concealed safe, fast access safe. And then if you have a guest bedroom in your house, that's the most secure room in your house. You set that room up with a made bed, a nightstand with a lamp and nothing else on it, and one or two pieces of generic art. A thief is moving through a room. They move pretty quick. They open that door. They look, guest bedroom. They don't waste their time. In that closet, my guest bedroom, I've got an agile quad system. I've got 24 rifles. Also, in the event of a home invasion, that room's at the end of a hallway in my house. So I, we get to that room. We're armed. Anybody wants to get to us, they've got to come down a hallway. through. A it's a point of constriction. There's no way they're going to get to us. Right. Um, there's a lot of information on our website that goes into a lot more detail about the concept and the principles of decentralized storage. Yeah, and we'll we'll take a look at some more of that here in a minute. For those out there that uh, mm-hmm. that didn't catch that, uh, secureitgunstorage.com. And uh, Makojo out there, he's saying in, in a multi-level dwelling, seems logical to have uh, safety storage uh, to safely store a firearm. He says on each level of your home, is this not common practice? Um, and I would say that with the weight of most yeah. of the commercial safes nowadays, it's probably not common practice. No, it's um, unfortunately, it really isn't. And um, most safes are too big to, to hide discreetly. Our, our gun safes are all designed to be hidden. 
to be stored in discrete locations, in closets and nooks, and places where people wouldn't look. Big gun safes, it kills me. You see the, the, the marketing material. It's a big safe with beautiful lettering on it, burgundy, just, and it shows it next to a fireplace, and you're basically advertising saying, hey, look at this great safe. Right. You know, you don't walk into a secure area of a business or into a bank and they have the safe in the middle of the bank say, hey, here's our big safe. You know, you hide your security. You know, right. the greatest form of security is secrecy. And, you know, we're really trying to change that um, because, again, the gun safe industry is still building safes like it's 1963. Mm -hmm. You know, that's and uh, if you look at the actual security rating, uh, you know, it's class RSC, all gun safes just about sold in America are you'll see a little UL rating RSC that stands for residential security container. Now. The safe industry went to UL, they wanted a rating. UL provides ratings for safes for the insurance industry. So that like a, a jewelry store with a million dollars in jewelry has to buy insurance. Well, the rating on their safe helps insurance companies rate the policy. Right. Gun man safe manufacturers went to UL. They said, okay, so they created the RSC. If you notice the word safe is not part of that rating. UL would not allow them to use the word safe because they didn't feel that these units met the minimum standard for a safe. So it's a residential security container. And the actual requirement is to block access for five minutes using a hammer of less than five pounds, a pry bar of less than 18 inches, and a small hand drill. Well, wow. that's a 1963 threat. You flash forward the now to modern 20 volt DeWalt worm drive saws with a carbide <laughs> blade. I'm cutting these things. You'd be surprised how fast we got videos. I'm, I'm walking around the safe, just, just cutting it in half. So right. security, because it weighs 800 pounds, that, that's a myth. Right. Your best bet is to hide your guns. Our solution is small, modular, stick them where people don't look, and yet you still have quick access to them. Right, right. So um, let's jump up. You were talking about the quick access. And so we've got Calaveras out here uh, early on. Uh, he says on your on your storage devices, uh, do all of all of them include uh, quick access uh, for like uh, bedsides and things like that in case you're in a house with kids? So um, do you have models with quick access and without? Uh, and then let's let's it's, tackle it's, the let's tackle the quick access yeah, and how that works. Um, Quick access is a function of practice. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, a lot of safe companies have gone to bio, biometric locks, the fingerprint access locks. We don't use those. We will never use those because of the failure rate of those locks. In a true home defense, somebody is shooting at you scenario. If, you're, if you've been doing drywall, if you've been painting, if your hands are dirty, it's not yep. opening. If your hands are wet, it's not opening. If you've got gloves on, it's not opening. Our solution is by touch, programmable, four-button lock. It's very quick. And we tell everybody, if you got a fast box under your bed, every night for the first 30 days when you go to bed, reach down in the dark, do the lock, open the door, close it. You're building muscle memory. You're practicing your access. You want to be able to do it by touch, by memory. Mm -hmm. So you're not sitting there poking around. Our right. agile cabinets, it's a very similar locking system. I always tell people, when you, when you go to your front hall closet, I've got a safe that I just reach down, I do it, I open it, close it. Right. I can open up my safes in literally two seconds, maybe less. It's very quick. But if you don't practice, you're going to be sitting there. It's going to take you a few seconds. Um, right. 
RFID is a new technology. We're looking at it. There's some challenges with the RFID fobs. Um, well, you the, have to have the fob, right? Well, That's not only one. that, but um, we've got a video on it. We haven't released yet, but Hornaday makes their rapid safe. It's a cool little box. I like it. It's, not, it's nothing wrong with it. But the fobs say Hornaday Rapid Safe on them. <laughs> so if somebody breaks into your house, sees your keys hanging on a rack next to the door, they see they know there's a safe in there. Right. They know there's a gun, and now they've got the tool to open it. Right. Going to button tags and going to that technology requires an additional level of controlled access. Now you've got all these fobs which grant anyone access. That's very problematic. I mean, right. The military would never use that because of the security concerns of multiple access points that you can't control. So we're looking at the technology, trying to come up with a, a different scenario for this that's a little more secure. But as it's being used now, we see it as problematic mm -hmm. because if you just sit and practice your combination, you know, every time you walk by, just real quick, there's no real speed advantage going to a, by the time you fumble and get your fob out, I'm going to have my safe open. Right. And and there you know there's something to be said about that. I I've got a similar situation, um, where I've got keyless entry on the door of my pickup. Yep. And I've used that so much now. I don't. I couldn't even tell you what the code is. I just know the sequence yeah. of button. I'm. It's ingrained the sequence of the button. The buttons I push right. Mm -hmm. And so my wife it aggravates the bejesus out of her because she was like, "I need to get something. What's the code?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know the code." That's, you know, no, that's I. I it's like, know. I'll go do it for you here. I'd have to think about my fast box combination because I just know the do, 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 I just I just know the touch. Right. Yeah. You know, the buttons are numbered, but I never pay attention to it. I just know the, you know, for the first first few times you do. Um, but the ability to store, again, it's modular, it grows with you. Mm -hmm. People, I've heard people talk, you're going to buy a gun safe, buy the biggest one you can get, your gun collection is going to get bigger. I'm like, buy what you need because our system is small and modular. You can always add another cabinet and the internal components, they fit in everything. It's, right. you know, it's everything is crisscrossable. Let's uh, I'm gonna bring the I'm gonna bring the website up right mm -hmm. quick. Um, let's jump into some if you want to. Let's jump into some products here. Uh, let's start off with with flagship. What's what would you consider your the, the, the agile the agile ultralight gun safe is our is our flagship product. Okay, now, it's our number one seller. Um, and this is a modular, fast access six gun cabinet. Now these ship flat. You assemble it. The it uses slide lock. We call slide lock technology. It's patented. Back, back, back up a second. They they ship flat. You assemble this. Really. And that's, the technology, cool. the slide lock technology. It's amazing. What I mean, it's very simple. It's four bolts. So once you bolt this thing up, it's amazingly rigid. But it is a lightweight gun safe. Mm -hmm. And again, it provides the exact same security as a big, huge. 800 pound safe mm -hmm. you're just not dealing with all the weight you still have i mean a guy with a circular saw and a carbide steel blade is cutting through all of these our safes fit in locations where they would never look and the one thing that they, a thief doesn't have is time they're in and out of houses so fast typically you know fbi crime data shows it's under nine minutes that they're in and out of a house so they're, they're not spending a lot of time they're they're looking for drugs and quick valuables and they're out usually Right now, you know, all of these say that it's the uh, ultralight model 52 and then you've got the quad kits and you've got mm -hmm. the pros and you've got the pluses. 
so is this just this is a basic unit right yep. with accessories and yep. just multiple multiple units put together correct correct the uh the accessories and the flexibility of the storage is one of the things that really defines secure products and this is all this all comes from a contract we had with U.S. Army Special Forces back in 2008 and 9. It was an 18-month contract to solve the problem. Basically, tell them why their armories are failing and then work towards a solution. And Cradle Grid and this and our uh, gear storage solution solved their problem, and that vaulted us to the number one manufacturer, one number one supplier to the military. It's the exact same technology in these safes. And it just gives you, we call it three-dimensional storage in the military, where bins and trays go in loaded with gear, guns go over the top of it, everything's flexible, you can move things around. I mean, it, it, it gives the, the customer, the end user, the ability to build the storage solution they need to, you know, for, to meet their needs. Uh -huh. And then I, I'm scrolling down. I noticed that you've also got the Model 40. So is that a height difference? Or? Yeah, it's the Model 40 is designed to stack on top of a 52 to give you clearance under a standard ceiling. And again, we're okay. just looking at space utilization in a home. Right. It's, yes. You know, it's the 52 is designed. I mean, we wanted to be able to hold a long bird gun, basically. Uh -huh. And... Uh, it was funny, my son, when we were designing it, he said, Dad, make sure it holds a Mosin Nagant. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his go-to when he's, uh, that's what he likes to take to the range. But uh, the, no, uh, like the whole, it holds almost any rifle. 52 inches is getting pretty long. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I can remember, and, I, and I've got one now. Of course, I've got a little, I've got multiple storage methods i guess you could say that i that i utilize but i've got a marlin goose gun i don't know if you're familiar with those uh old school bolt action uh shotgun and my dad used to have one once upon a time and i can remember he had a literally had to drill a hole in the top of his in the top of his gun cabinet to put the barrel through <laughs> It was so it was so long. So there are some long ones out there. For the sure. uh, I, I have that. I believe I have that exact same gun. Mine's got one of those uh, threaded adjustable chokes on it. It's really old school. Mm, um, yeah. In fact, it was in a photograph recently, and somebody sent me a comment saying, "Dude, is that a?" <laughs> mm -hmm. He commented on the shotgun. And uh, right, yeah, Calaveras out there. He says, "Yeah, if it can fit a Mosin, it can fit just about anything." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about the 9130, the long one. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Not the um, sporterized version. So, yeah, so the starter, I guess, would be get the 52, grow, kind of grow from there. Yeah, it is. Now, we've also, our Fastbox line was our first product for the consumer market. Oh, okay. And uh, that's a simple, very simple, fast access safe designed to bolt under a bed. It holds an AR-15 with a magazine oh, wow. and a, a CQB optic. So you're in a fully ready to roll function. It can go vertical. It can go horizontal. Um, mm -hmm. These are used. We have thousands of these in use in, uh, in police cars, in the small SUVs. They're, right. These are used in U.S. embassies all over the world. Um, for uh, They have an M4 and a shotgun in just... Every embassy, not, not every, just about though. They're just, it's a very, very popular product. You can put these almost anywhere. Um, secure, that would be easy to do. 
those look easy to do some type of a hidden area, right? Behind That's, a painting or behind a couch or uh, something of that nature. Yeah, it's it's 13 inches deep. Um, so there's a little bit of depth to it. It's, it's, it comes with hardware to bolt to a metal bed frame or lag bolt to a wooden bed frame. So it's designed to bolt under your bed. I've got one next to under my bed. You reach down in the dark, pops open. It's also, you can open the safe in silence. There's no lights on it. You know, right. people have asked us, what about putting lights on your safe? And our response is, this is designed for home defense. You don't want to telegraph or give away your position. So you reach down in the dark, practice that combination. It's quiet. It gives out no light. You can very quietly, discreetly, yet quickly arm yourself. Now, for for those that, uh, you know, one thing I'm thinking about for this, and I'm not thinking of necessarily discreet, but do you have people that potentially buy these for multiple handgun storage? Absolutely. There's a, I'm not sure there's a picture on our website, but we do have a storage solution that has, you can store, we've got a peg system for handguns. I'm not sure how many fit in the fast box, probably 12 to 16 handguns. Because mm -hmm. you, you do have some people out there that are the connoisseur, the collector, whatever it might be, right? But just of handguns. Correct. And we are, I mean, I, we're not showing yet. We have a uh, a new uh, handgun storage solution to be released later this year. Um, it's radically different than what's out there right now, and we think it's going to be a game changer for handguns. Right. And that's something we've been. That's one of the main focuses of the company is getting that to market. Right now, uh, Calabar's out there. He's asking, and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun, and I'm gonna say the answer to this is is yes, just from some of the stuff my wife has to deal with with uh, lockable storage and, and her work and everything. But he says, does the Fast Forty, which we're we're looking at the Fast Forty Seven now, mm -hmm. just a little longer. Uh, he says, does the Fast Forty count as a locked container for transport in a vehicle? Yes. It's the primary use of the 40 is it's 40 inches because it fits between the rear wheel wells of a, of a police cruiser. Oh, <laughs> so okay. It's, it's, that was designed for law enforcement. We actually sell a lot of them to the consumer market for guys who have smaller, smaller rifles. They are identical, just 40 inches. Right, right. Just short. Yes, it does. And how deep did you say that these were, the fast box? It's, it's 13 inches. We designed it specifically for a... AR-15 CQB optic flashlight with magazine inserted. Okay. Okay. With 30 round magazine. That's correct. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so have you run into issues with people that maybe have some kind of a LPVO optic or something like that being an issue where it wouldn't fit? No. No, yeah. I mean we can do up to a five-inch thermal imaging. Five inches. Of oh, still in this, still in this fast box. It's the exact. It's still all of our products use cradle grid storage solution. Our patented right. technology is used in every product we make. Well, that could be good for those that, especially these parts that like to pig hunt, you know, at night, and want a storage solution to keep that thermal setup yep. rifle in their vehicle. So all they got to do is get off work and go out into the field you know yeah i'm shopping for a thermal myself right now for uh some coyote control um best bang for the buck not to get off off topic um that i found over the years is pulsar i mean it's hard to, okay. it's hard to go wrong uh unless you just got a 
a big fat wallet to spend some money and then there's some some really really good stuff oh there's um, no yeah if you go military grade there's no limit right. to the uh quality or the uh the decimal point when that moves that last right. decimal point it starts getting crazy right i I've, I've literally hunted with uh guys that have twenty five thirty thousand dollars tied up in their yep. thermal in their thermal yep. optics so you can't get that crazy but no for the money um and yeah, I've I've been into that for quite some time. Started out with lights back in the day, went into the night vision stuff, uh, which is okay. But there's nothing like thermal. Thermal is is pretty sweet. Uh, let's see what we've got. Uh, you you can flip over to the agile product. I can talk about that briefly. Yeah, um, that's a let's little bit that. of a different. What the agile or the yeah the ad, no, sorry the answer. The answer. Okay. Yeah, on. Now, the answer safe is for the guy who has a little bit larger collection. This is closer to a traditional gun safe. However, if you look at our larger 12 capacity safe, it is a double door safe, which is kind of unique in the industry. Oh, wow. That is kind of neat. The reason we do that is to make the safe shallow. Mm -hmm. Again, in doing research in the safe industry, the reason gun safes are so deep is not because they want to give you more storage because depth and storage doesn't work good because you end up packing stuff in front of stuff. The reason gun safes are so deep is to offset the weight of the door. In the gun safe world, if you look at marketing materials and look at what they're talking about, they put a whole bunch of focus on their doors, locking system, cam driven bolts, all this stuff, you know, plate steel, these incredible doors, they're very heavy. The safes are deep to offset the weight. What they don't tell you, though, is a thief ignores the door. You know, you see those videos of guys they can't pry a safe open. Nobody pries safes open. They cut them open. And they cut them with a carbide saw, and it cuts them very, very quickly. And it really doesn't matter how thick the steel is. These little saw blades are designed to cut half-inch rebar on job sites all day long. And right. they cut it like butter. And they right. go through even a quarter-inch safe. It slows you down a little bit, but not much. So, yeah, so the answer line is... It's closer to traditional views in a safe in terms of the, the width and size. It is still a shallower safe. It's 12 guns, straight line access. We also have a term organizational awareness. You open the doors, you glance at it, and you know if something's missing. Uh -huh. Now in the military, during inventory, they do site counts. Our system is set up so that if anything's missing, you see it right away. And we bring, right. that, we bring that same mindset to the consumer products. You'll see when you look at those pros, the, the, the gear and the integration of guns and other other things that people want to store and secure. Mm -hmm. Right. And so all of the all of the safes that we're talking about, all the storage solutions we're talking about, they utilize that modularity for those accessories, right? The shelves, the bins. Absolutely. And all those components you're looking at move from cabinet to cabinet all the way up to our uh, our defense cabinet. If you click on the link for the uh, military cabinets, you'll see our heritage, our Model 84, um, which is our that, that's our core military. There should be a link to military. Oh, uh, the mil the mil spec cabinets. Mil spec cabinets. Scroll down to the Model 84. There you go. There we go. Yeah, that's it right there. That cabinet was designed under contract with U.S. Army Special Forces. It's 84 inches high, 36 wide, 12 inches deep, or 15 inches deep, and uh, that's a 2424, holds 24 rifles, 24 handguns. That is used in armories all over the world. 
yeah, and defense uh, dad, uh, defense dad out there talking, getting to the handgun store says, yes, he, he is looking for a, a solution to store multiple handguns other than just a fabric pocket inside the right. door. Well, so, we can talk about, if you look at point. the 2424, we're using the plastic bins to store handguns. And that's not something people are used to seeing. When we presented this to, uh, to SOCOM, to the, to actually it was USAFIC at the time, U.S. Army Special Forces, mm-hmm. we weren't sure their reaction. We walked in with a plastic bin saying, are they going to buy this? But we walked them through saying, look, it stores the guns properly, but also if you're doing maintenance on a gun, you've got the take and break of the frame, all the parts, you got that bin, you take the bin out of your safe, go to your bench, do all your work. If you got solvents, no matter what you're doing, the gun, everything goes back into the bin, which again, if it's dripping, if there's anything on it, all that is stored in a bin, which if it gets dirty, you just wipe it out, but it keeps mm-hmm. all the parts and everything together. So you're never in a, in a situation where you want to secure your firearms, you're doing some gunsmithing, and you've got the frame is here, I've got the trigger system, you're storing stuff and drawing all over the place. We mm-hmm. keep it all together. Right. And, and it works really well. Yeah, no. I see uh, 2,500 guns and gear. That's used in uh, SWAT, office, SWAT units and law enforcement all over the place. Very popular cabinet. Yeah, these are the ones I was looking at. I'm like, wow, you guys... Uh... Yeah, if you wanted a, a military style setup, oh, yeah. you know, in your man cave or whatever it might be, there you go. Well, for sure. now if you look, we've got our ammo cabinet you're looking at there. That was just, uh, we just updated that, made it a little bit bigger. One mm-hmm. thing I do want to share with your listeners if you are storing ammo, make sure you store it in a vented cabinet. Yes. In the event of a fire, ammunition will cook off very safely. It's not a big deal. It's like firecrackers. However, if you do confine it, if you put it into a like a fire rated safe where it heats up slowly, you can get a lot of that ammo reaching that critical point at the same time, something happens and now you can have an explosion. Right, uh, same goes for reloading supplies, Absolutely. by the way. Yeah, uh, do not ever put powder in, in, a, yeah. in a cabinet. No, yeah, you so. always want some, uh, you know, some type of vent. You don't want anything sealed for sure with that. Well, my, um, we do a lot of reloading here. I keep all my powder just sitting on a shelf. I don't, I mean, our office is secure, but I don't lock up powder. That's for sure. Right. Uh, mine is I've kind of got integrated cabinets out here in the man cave. And mm-hmm. so with mine at the, on the sides of, cause they're integrated into the, into the cabinetry, uh, mine are ported. Yep. I actually took a whole, uh, a drill, uh, and, uh, and ported ported the sides basically of the cabinet that way you know they got plenty of ventilation if if something was to happen um yeah let's talk about because we had had a comment out there earlier uh may have been joking around um and, and may or may not be uh one of my storage solutions but was talking about a a secret room or a hidden room um and you guys have some uh have some stuff for that with the gun walls and the gun room kits here. Correct. I'm sitting in our, this is my man cave. I mean, this is uh this is our armory at the office and uh, it's a room. This was an extra space that we had when we were renovating part of the office and we decided to make a gun room out of it. It's got hidden, you know, hidden doors. So you don't know it's there unless you walk in and somebody opens up the door knows it's there. Um, we actually have a video on YouTube of the actual design building. It's the whole layout, kind of like a Bob Vila, you know, home renovation video of, of designing and building this whole space. And uh, 
we about 25% of our sales are gun room and gun wall kits. And uh, on larger systems, we can offer some level of design. I've got an armory design group for the military that can help with doing some layout work. But it's, again, it's a very simple system. If you watch the video, anybody can design and build their own armory. It's, it's not rocket science. Yeah. And, you know, some of the some of the conversations that, that I've heard a lot when we're talking about hidden rooms, secret rooms, we're talking about things like that. There, there is a conversation around fire protection a lot of times, right? And so, um, for, for me, this is just my opinion on the subject. You kind of talked about it earlier that out of sight, out of mind. I mean, hidden is always best when you come to security. If somebody can't see it, can't find it, it's it's pretty doggone safe. Um, so, in that sense, I've got. If I'm if I'm a person, and I'm not saying I am, that has a hidden room, <laughs> um, I've got I've got insurance, right? So it, if it burns down, um, that can, I mean, it happens, I guess, right? And that's, it's, that's it's why you actually, have that multiple layers of protection, and insurance yeah. is just one of those things. Absolutely, and fires. If you actually look at fire, actual fire statistics and data. Um, I was writing a paper on this a while ago. I've got to finish it. Uh, I think it's just under 90% of all fires occur in the kitchen. And almost all of those are confined to the oven or to a pot. And if you look at insurance data is what drives these statistics. When you look at claims data, almost all of it is smoke related. The odds of an actual heat-related heat damage in a home is very rare. When that does occur, it's typically in a very localized area. Right. If you live in a city with a professional firefighting force, their response time to your house is minutes. I live in a small town with a volunteer firefighting force. Yep. I've got a, I'm still. I'm only 11 minutes. Anybody can call your fire. Whoever you have fire insurance through, call them. You give them your zip code. Give me your address they know exactly what the response time is for that address. That's how they rate the policies. Right. So it's another quick tip. If you're building a gun room, and this is not that expensive, is it's a product called Aircrete. Now, I don't know in Texas, down south, but up here it's an insulation, and mm -hmm. it's cement with foam injected to it, so it's very lightweight, but they fill the walls with it. You yep. get drywall, two-by-fours, and they fill it. it. Normally they do the outside of a house for insulation. But you can do a room, it doesn't cost that much, and it makes it incredibly fire resistant. There's some, well, there's some videos out there from some of these aircrete companies showing, you know, structure of trying to burn these rooms down. And it's unbelievable how well it works. Right. Well, I mean, there's if we're talking about, you know, fire and we're talking about, you know, mitigation techniques, especially when we're talking about a room or maybe even placement of a, of a safe or, or some type of a storage device. Um, one of the things that I've always thought about and considered is, are we talking about it being on an inside wall or an outside wall? Is it maybe in a corner that's got two outside walls, right? How far away is it from the kitchen, which is probably the number one place that fires are going to start? Um, you know, how far away is it from that? So being mindful of your positions that you're putting things in, I think are going to go a long way too. I, I'm sure they are. It's uh, I'm pretty specific. I look at our decentralized storage. I follow that playbook in my home. 
I store my guns for where do I need them when I need them? You know, what are the, what are the threat points? What are the risk points? I live in a very safe community, in a safe little town. But if you're going to store firearms, why not do it in a way that, that actually gives you an advantage? Right. Now, on the, uh, on the wall panels that you've got here, I see you've got the, the large and the small mm -hmm. without having to click in and, and do a bunch of scrolling. What are the dimensions between the large and the small? Um, they're both 17 and a quarter wide. One is 36 inches high. The smaller one is 16 inches high. Okay. So it just, it just gives you the flexibility to build out the system. They're designed with, with holes punched throughout them. Uh, we recommend people skin their walls with half-inch plywood. And then it's just uh, drywall screws. One is drywall screws. Uh, I guess very, very simple. And the video we have, we got a couple of videos on building gun walls. Mm -hmm. um, and then like in this room, I can turn this a little bit. This wall here, we integrated. I had a bunch of hickory from a, a home renovation project. We had leftovers. So we put wood in between the panels just to kind of give it more of an older look. Right. Well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I was just knocking stuff over. Oops. <laughs> So the yeah, it makes total sense about skinning the walls uh, for sure. Anchor that down to your studs, of course. Uh, just gives it it more of a structure there because you're gonna have a lot of weight before it's over with. Um, now with the the screw holes, are the little holes I'm seeing in this? Is that the the mounting yeah. holes where you're gonna put those drywall screws? Yes. Okay. It is. And what we t what I tell people again, we, we go into a lot of detail. Is I put the panels up with in the large panel six screws, one in each corner corner two in the middle and then as I'm building the room out if I'm hanging shelves with six heavy rifles I simply add a few more screws into those holes you yeah. really don't notice the screws and you just you can always add a few more but six screws per panel gives you a lot of shear load okay gotcha that's that was my next question yeah. is I like are you gonna put all those screws in place I'm like good lord that's no, a no, lot no. of screws you, you don't need to um, <laughs> right all right uh, so let's see, guns and is that guns and barbecue? Yeah, uh, I know he's gonna. Yeah, somebody always asks this. Um, he said, "Can you ask him why these are so expensive? If they're so light and are assembled by the purchaser with four bolts, he doesn't understand why they're so expensive for such a small safe." Um, it's maybe you get that a lot. Of, I know a lot of companies we do, do. We do, and there's a couple of points that we're just that. We are not going to compromise quality or design for price. And we realize this is not the cheapest stuff in the world. Right. But it's, you know, Stack On makes a really cheap 14-gun safe that holds about five guns. And you kind of get what you pay for. Yep. And it's just a little metal box and all the guns bang into each other. And uh, there's no option really for gear storage. We've got a complete integrated solution. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot more that goes into it. The uh, the building of the, the design of the door. The door comes assembled in the kit. You don't assemble the door. And right. There's a lot that goes into the door. Right. There's a there's you know bending metal and making these things is um, we're always struggling well, to try to get costs down, and it's tough. And right now it's really hard because steel's going through the roof. Yeah, uh, that's true. I just talked with a. Uh, I just talked with a steel target manufacturer yesterday, uh, and he said the same thing. He said, "Right now, he's like, he's he, we were we were having the whole ammo can't find ammo conversation, uh, and he's like, man, right now, he says, you think ammo is crazy? He said, I'm having trouble getting steel, you know. It's it's um 
it's a challenge. I'll tell you what, it's, yeah. it's, it is temporary. Um, it will, it will cycle back, but this COVID thing has got supply chains stretched where you just got, you know, the more complex the product, the more difficult to get all the little pieces you need. The auto industry, you know, I'm a truck guy. And if you want to order a new truck right now, it's going to take a long time to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm seeing people telling stories about how long it's taking. And they just, they can't get all the materials they need to build these things. Yeah. Well, I, you know, just speaking, speaking to the price, I mean, looking at, yeah. you know, what I'm looking at here with the features uh, and some of the other things, you know, taken into consideration, um, and you alluded to it earlier, the, the, the safe and the, the storage game, uh, let's say, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variants. I mean, there's safes out there, you know, eight to 12 gun safes, like you were talking about, or I would even, I wouldn't even call them safes. I would call them more like storage lockers, mm -hmm. um, you know, that are a couple hundred bucks. And then you've got you know, you've got some really high end stuff out there. A lot of people don't realize that that are two or three thousand dollars for that. So, um, keeping in mind the price ranges of those storage solutions, I don't think you guys fall in. You may fall average, maybe maybe a little bit higher than average, I think, but you're certainly not on the top end of it. I don't believe. No, and if you if you look at forget what the gun safe manufacturer says the gun safe will hold. If well, that's you true. actually put the number, when I say fit properly, I mean none of the guns are touching. They're all free and clear, and they're stored in a manner where they get no damage. Mm -hmm. When you actually do their actual capacity, cost per rifle, we're on right. par with most of the safe companies. Uh, the one thing I will say is that nobody ever buys our product and complains about the price after they get it. Sure. Well, you know, yeah. It's our, our, yeah. The, the thing that's driving our sales and we spend very, very little money on advertising and marketing. We're, you know, we're Inc. Magazine. I got the big, uh, the big plaque behind me. We're one of the fastest growing companies in America as per Inc. Magazine. And this growth is being driven by word of mouth. The people that buy and use our products are fanatical about it. And they're sharing them. They're telling their friends. It's really a, um, you know, it's a grassroots word of mouth marketing message that is uh, and, and you, you hit on something there and, and just when you look at these and i know and i know guns and barbecue who is out there is sort of visually impaired and a lot of people are going to be listening to this in audio podcast form mm -hmm. so they're not looking at the pictures so my apologies maybe for not explaining and maybe both of us are doing a uh a, a little bit of a poor job with that but remember that these are one row deep right tom correct uh all in a line quick access meaning not quick access getting in just getting into the safe but once you get that that storage solution open it's really quick you're not fumbling through moving things around things bumping into each other mm -hmm. and so you got to keep that in mind i think too uh when you start comparing apples to oranges to grapes to grapefruits in the storage world anyway uh, that it it fills a kind of a niche right you kind of feel a, a bit of a niche with with folks it is. The, I mean, the gun safe industry makes a great big, deep, heavy, really heavy box. You just stuff all your crap into. And I used to use this, always say is respect doesn't end when you close the door. In a traditional gun safe, right. you've got some really high-end rifles all slammed into each other. I'm saying there's no respect shown for those firearms. Well, I mean, if you, would you disagree that, I mean, if you were, if you were a collector that pretty much bought them, 
set them in a safe and never looked at them again, a solution like that might be okay. If you um, if you're going to be accessing them on any kind of a regular basis, however, then that's not the the most optimal way to store them. Right. There's there's one piece to the safe puzzle too. We haven't talked on. You, you just hit on it. If you're a collector and you're putting guns in a safe for long-term storage, um, we've got a piece on our website. I've got a video or two videos on the subject, and that's corrosion in gun safes. And, you know, my grandfather had a guns cabinet, glass doors. He had guns in there my whole life. They never rusted. Mm -hmm. If you properly clean and oil a gun, hang it up, like, on your wall above your fireplace, an old shotgun, they don't rust. Yet the gun safe industry sells millions of dollars a year in products that are designed to stop or slow corrosion in gun safes. So why do they do that? Well, the reason is corrosion is a real problem in a gun safe. And I'll quickly go through what's going on. They've got drywall. Drywall is corrosive. It's got formaldehyde in it. It's a dispersing agent when making the slurry. It's very corrosive. Within the drywall, you've got pyrite. Pyrite is eaten by bacteria called ferrooxidants in the drywall. Ferrooxidants are used in the mining industry to strip ore, uh, strip metal out of low-grade ore, but they live on pyrite. And as they slowly consume the pyrite, they release sulfuric and sulfurous acids. The adhesive in the carpeting is full of formaldehyde to keep it from molding because it's a rubberized adhesive. If you ever go and look at a safe that's been stored for a while, been closed for a while, go into a company that sells safes, Open the door, I'll tell all your listeners, just put your nose in there. If you get a slight sulfur smell, that's sulfuric and sulfurous acids, highly corrosive. Wow. The industry does have a corrosion problem, and they're selling these products to try to stop it. We don't use any drywall. We don't use any of that stuff. I mean, in a military armory, it's not even allowed. Yeah. Because right. of corrosion. And the gun safe industry, as it is now, just ignores all this because, again, I just believe they're all stuck in the 1950s, 1960s. They all basically make the same product, the little insert, the little Ws, a cheap safe is plastic, a good safe is wood with leather on it, but it's the same interior. Right. And they just don't want to come clean and address some of the issues. So that's one of the reasons also that we're growing so quickly is people you know, learn and understand, A, what a modern threat is, B, what's actually in their safe, big, heavy gun safes just don't make a lot of sense anymore. Mm -hmm. And your average viewer, the average American moves now, I think it's below, it was, last time I looked, it was 6.13 years, the average person moves. That's coming down. As the population olds, young people want to be transient. They move a lot more. They want the freedom. If you buy a 1,200-pound big gorilla safe, guess <laughs> right. what? You're anchored to that home and if you sell that home chances are you're going to leave the safe behind it's cheaper to do that than to actually move it because a moving company for furniture won't touch a safe you need to hire an outside company it's very expensive if you're moving every six years you don't want to drag this huge beast around well and once you know with the way that these safes break down and lay flat you can you do that after the fact after absolutely. they're assembled absolutely okay. So that makes it, moving super easy then. It does. I always tell people if they're buying, if somebody's buying like a quad system, they ask me how long does it take to build. I always tell them it's going to take you 20 minutes to build the first one. You'll build the second one in six. Right. You'll build the last one in, in four and a half minutes. You know, it's just, it's, right. it's one of those things you look at it, you figure it out.
Like right. I can build one. We recommend two people. It's just a little easier to hold the pieces. I can build ours solo in about six minutes. Yeah, right. Um, so real quick, like we got several questions. Let's knock mm -hmm. these out. Jacob uh, is something that we did hit on, but he says, what quantities of rifles, handguns, shotguns can each uh, of these safes hold on average? Now, the way I answered this, and correct me if I'm wrong, if it says it holds X number on the website, it holds that number, correct? That is correct. The only caveat I'll put into it is if you've got some, there's some mil spec weapons, a 249 saw, a, uh, there's some, you can, there's some guys who can get a 240 Bravo in a single shot, you know, in a semi-automatic version with a big bipod, they're going to take up a little space. In the military, we store those every other. Right. Uh, the widest gun I've got, I've got a, um, a Savage, the new Elite, 110, and it's tight. Next to it, I have to put a, a cleaner rifle. If you've got right. big bipods, you might spread those out. Um, but we store right. all rifles are two and seven eighths on barrel center. Is the spacing, and that is designed for M4s with a, a thermal imager, like a little PEC4 unit on the side, mm -hmm. which is a standard how we do it in the military. We just bring the same system over. Right. Uh, Netflutter out there, he's like, are you guys in any retail stores, local gun shops, anything like that, or strictly just online? We're, 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 we're direct to consumer. And um, we talked about it. It's, you know, if you're in Bass Pro, Bass Pro makes 40, 40 to 50% of that sale sure. goes to Bass Pro. We're trying to keep our costs down. If, if Bass Pro wants to make that much money, it's going to push our products too high right. price. So we're again, as a level of efficiency, we are trying to be direct to consumer. Well, and with direct to consumer, the the support is a lot better with that, I think, a lot of times too, right? Our customer service, you know, I always say we have fanatical customer service. Um, our customer service team, these guys are unbelievable. They do such a good job. And they also, we give them the freedom to do what's ever necessary to make the customer happy. And it's absolutely working. Again, we're growing like crazy, and it's all organic word of mouth. Right. Now, other than the, I'm clicking over here, which one was that? The fast box, uh, which is 40-inch uh, or 47-inch. Uh, Makojo is saying, uh, have you all looked into doing any pistol storage units that could be mounted and locked in a car? Yes, we are. Uh I'll just have wait patiently. We're working. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm not going to say around the clock, but it's our, uh, we have an innovative solution. Okay. That, um, just something a little smaller the than the, something a little smaller than the fast box then. It's a, it's, it's a radical departure from a product right. like the fast box. It's a radical departure from what's on the market right now. We're excited about it. Um, probably targeting to launch it at SHOT Show next year. Right. Um, if we can get there, if we get sooner, you know, it's, it's what was frustrating. I'm the, I'm the owner of the company, I'm the CEO, and I look at these things and the guys, let's just get it done. We'll have it done in a month. Right. When you actually look at from design, engineering, tooling, all the stuff. It just, ideas move at the speed of light. Um, production moves a little slower. So it's, right. uh, and it's a big, it's a big investment for the company. We're investing a lot of time, and a lot of money into developing this product. Right. But it's, yeah. it's going to be a game changer when it comes out. Well, it's great to hear that you guys are, are not, you know, as much as you, you just kind of respectfully, I guess, as much as you've dogged on the legacy storage, safe storage industry, 
you know, you guys are sort of practicing what you're preaching with that, with trying to keep things fresh, moving forward with innovation and other things, which is, is nice. Um, we got a couple of more questions out here. These kind of have to do with, I guess, hidden storage or, or something like that. Uh, the first one, Calaveras says, do any of these safes fit into a wall in between the studs uh, or do you offer any solutions like that? At this time, we don't. We have a, uh, we have a wall mount unit. It's in concept phase right now. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something we, that should come to market fairly quickly. We don't have it now. I'll, I'll tell you right now, we are currently hiring a head of product development. It's a position that, I mean, I've been, I've pretty much head up product development here. And as the company's grown, you know, you get pulled in multiple directions. We are now bringing a seasoned professional on board so we can speed these products to market. Awesome. And then uh, Ghost Tactical out there, finally, uh, he said he's working on a vending machine safe right now. Mm -hmm. um, he said, um, have you had any customers that's used any of your products that you know of or, you know, would any of your products be good for, for use in that type of a situation? Retrofitting. We, we, ha we have, we've had some people send us pictures where they buy the panels and they install yeah. all sorts of things from vending machines to old refrigerators. So yeah, people do use the, because the panels are available. You can buy just one panel, six guns, and it's a right. pretty easy install in, in any kind of a cabinet type structure. Right. Gotcha. Okay. And that, uh, that squares us away on that. And we're at about an hour. Or so okay. I want to give you a quick second, Tom. Um, obviously the website, uh, secureitgunstorage.com. Uh, where else are you guys at out there? Social media, anything like that, that the folks would yeah, uh, need to know about? We, we try to be all over social media and, uh, you know, we try to make it as easy to find us as possible. We've got a lot of YouTube videos. That's our number one driver of business from a digital standpoint is YouTube. And we've got a pretty big YouTube channel. There's a ton of stuff. I would encourage anybody to go to our website, sign up for our newsletter. We don't send out a bunch of spammy BS. We do send out and occasionally we do promos. Um, if you're part of the secure team, we do some discounted coupons and things now and then, but uh, we try to share as much practical information about firearm storage, firearm safety. Right. Right. And the YouTube channel, what's the name on the YouTube channel for everybody out there that's listening? Just if you go to YouTube, just secure it, gun storage, or just go, just put secure it into the search. Secure it. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. That'll get you there. So, yep. uh, Tom, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it for those out in the chat that joined us live. Thank you. Great questions out there. Uh, I think this go around. If you're listening in replay, you've made it this far through the podcast. Thank you for that. And shame <laughs> on you for not joining us live. Um, you're horrible. So, uh, yeah, with that, we're going to end this one, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Peace. All right. Thanks a lot.